Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. We're in the Gospel of John, and we are in chapter 13, and we're going to be picking it up in verse 6 today. We just began now the story of Jesus washing the feet of the apostles there in the upper room at what we know of as the Last Supper. Verse 6 we read, Then he came to Simon Peter, that's Jesus it is, and he said to him, Peter said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? And Jesus answered him, You don't know what I'm doing now, but you will understand later. Now, even while Satan was in the room doing his worst, Jesus was still busy washing the feet of the apostles. Today, when the heat is on, that's what I intend to keep doing, just washing the feet of God's children. Now, in that day, the age of the open-toed sandal, a person's feet got seriously dirty. It is thus quite fitting in the fact that that's the way the dirt of the world is. I mean, it just keeps getting on you. Now, I can't change the inside of a man, but I can certainly help wash off the filth of the world. I can't wash a man's soul, but I can wash his feet. Now, Peter, he understood that Jesus was performing a physical act, but he just didn't get the spiritual significance. And you know, many, well, they never get it. Some are never able to connect the significance of the physical act, the physical service we do for the kingdom of God, and its corresponding spiritual significance. They, like Peter, would be asking, what's this got to do with Christianity? It's it's just all a bunch of busy work. But this is a pride and a maturity issue which some will never rise above. And in the case of the apostles, instead of themselves serving, Well, they had been arguing about who was the greatest. Their pride, you see, was taking them out of the race, out of the battle. What was in their heart was coming out, of course, in their actions. Now, Jesus, he just got up and laid aside his outer garments just as he would soon lay aside his glory, and he did so as the quintessential servant. The apostles, however, they would not lay aside their pride to be a servant, and many of us won't either. The apostles didn't understand the significance of what Jesus was doing. Oh, that they would one day. And I wonder if, like many of us no doubt will, they looked back and wished they had been a servant when they had the chance. Peter would indeed come to understand what Jesus was meaning. For one day he would pen 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5, saying, quote, Clothe yourselves with humility and subject yourselves to one another for... God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble, end quote. Now in verse 8, it says, Peter said to him, you'll never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, if I don't wash you, you have no part with me. Now, obviously, Peter was having none of this. His pride and his dignity were going to prevent him from receiving what God had for him, what God wanted to do for him, and furthermore, what God wanted to do in him. Yet what Jesus wanted to do to Peter here would actually be a line in the sand. It's this way, Peter, or you and I have nothing between us 
and you will have no part of me. Now, certainly Jesus wasn't speaking of salvation here. Certainly not the rebirth as we understand it anyway. But this washing Jesus presented, this was about sanctification. It was about that continual washing by the living word each day so that we might remain set apart, so that we might remain clean before our God. Now the truth is, if we are reborn, we are saved, we are being saved, and we shall be saved. All three are a part of one salvation experience, but they are separate in their manifest, that's for sure. Now these are staggering words Jesus spoke in reply to Peter that day. I think they were words that could suck the air out of a room. Words that should make us all sit up and take notice. Because what he's saying is, if he doesn't wash us, then we don't have no part with him. Yet there were limits to what Peter would let Jesus do for him. And I ask you today, are there for you, are there limits to what you will allow Jesus to do? Verse 9, it says, Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said to him, Someone who has bathed only needs to have his feet washed, but is completely clean. You are clean, but not all of you. For he knew who would betray him, therefore he said, You are not all clean. So like the dawning of the morning, Simon Peter suddenly realized the magnitude of what Jesus was saying. It was almost as if he snapped awake, replying to Christ, Well, if that's the way it is, Lord, then don't just stop at my feet. Let's do me up completely. And Jesus clarified, Oh, Peter, I have you, brother. You're safe in me. I just need to wash the daily dirt off your feet, the stuff you collect every day when you're out there in the world. The stuff you collect every day when you're out there in the world. You know, that's the same stuff you and I get on us every step of every day out in the world. It's the stuff that gets washed away from us by the word of God every time we get into it. That's one of the reasons we are to submerse ourselves in scripture. To, I guess you could say, wash our feet. Now Jesus, he knew already that there was one there that day who was not clean. Oh, he looked clean. And in many aspects, he acted clean, but he was still dirty. And let us remember that very important fact. Because you know what? Appearances can be misleading. John 7, verse 24 warns us, Do not judge according to appearance, but judge righteous judgment. So Judas was there among them, going through all of the motions, and he had been doing so for a very long time. Yet he was, in fact... Not one of them, and he never was. First John 2.19 says, They went out from us, but they didn't belong to us. For if they belonged to us, they would have continued with us. They left, that they might be revealed that none of them belonged to us. So Judas got up after three years, and he left. To his end. Verse 12 says, So when he had washed their feet, put his outer garment back on, he sat down again and he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say so correctly, for so am I. If I then, the Lord and the teacher, have washed your feet, you ought also to wash one another's feet. So now Jesus is moving here to, well, explain himself. Please notice that Jesus acted and then he explained himself. I think that's ironic because many of us 
have lived our whole lives trying to get Jesus to do the opposite. Jesus says, do you know what I have done to you? Now, not just for you, but to you. By this act, an act above and beyond even the cross and its effectual eternal salvation, for in it he changes us. If we allow this humble act in us, we are also changed. Our hearts and our passions are changed. We become part of God's earthly civilian army. If I then, the Lord and the teacher, have washed your feet, you ought also to wash another's feet, if I have. Well, I don't see how that could be any clearer. Verse 15 says, For I have given you an example that you should also do as I have done to you. Most certainly I tell you, a servant is not greater than his Lord, neither is one who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. So how do we wash each other's feet? I mean, are we supposed to literally get some water and wash each other's feet as in some sort of strange church ordinance? I think Jesus was saying something more than that. If pride or personal animosities prevent us from stooping to serve our brethren, we need to remember that we're not greater than our master. No, he humbled himself to wash those who were unworthy and unthankful, even the one he knew would one day betray him. But you know, gang, it doesn't do us any good to simply know these things, because we're only blessed when we do them. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com.